the finish line is in sight, but we still have a decent amount of games to get through, and we have another lengthy road trip, and it involves us going out west. There's a lot to talk about this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chucky, play-by-play play announcer, and also Dulles Audit for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Bad goaltending, lackadaisical effort. Lindy Ruff seems to have lost the locker room. Another piss-poor effort by the New Jersey Devils. I don't even know where to begin, but let's just start off by being somewhat polite. Let's just say the New Jersey Devils were unable to complete the season sweep against Montreal this year, and they dropped this final game hard. Like I said in yesterday's episode, guys, with the subtraction of Jack Hughes, we are in full tank mode right now for the final 11 games of the year. I don't anticipate us to get, I'd say we'd be lucky to get at least like anywhere from two to four wins with the final 11 games of the year because it's going to be that much of a drag race if we're lucky to get four wins. I'm being polite right now. The Devils have just shown no effort these last few games. These games have been absolutely atrocious. They've been hard to watch, and it just seems like the New Jersey Devils have given up. I don't even know what to say, and to add insult to injury, the Devils uh, won't have another home game for like another two weeks, and we have another mini West Coast trip. So remember the last time we made a West Coast trip to the Canadian part of the world? Well, we we dropped uh, back-to-back-to-back games like, what, 6-3 to or something like that? So it's going to be another long few days and a long road trip for the Devils ahead, despite us having to play like the Coyotes or the Kraken. No win is a guaranteed win for the Devils. It was just so hard to watch. And the Montreal Canadiens, we know that they're not good. I don't know what, what what's going on right now. How do we give up seven goals at home to one of the worst teams in the NHL? Well, I guess we're one of the worst teams in the NHL right now, too. But, ah, man, it was just so painful to watch. Andrew Hammond is just a joke at this point. And he's only played two games. His first game, his debut as a devil, came when we played against the Florida Panthers. And that was the game that the Panthers came back down 6-2 in period number three. I'm not going to put the entire loss on Andrew Hammond. But at the same time, it's just like, how do you uh, allow the Panthers? I get it. It's the Panthers, and they're one of the top teams in the NHL. But there is no excuse that you you lose a game up 6-2 going into the final period of regulation. That makes zero sense. This game was just hard to watch, not only for the Devils, but for the Canadians to some extent because they should have honestly put the Devils to bed. I get it. You know, I'm going against the Devils right now, but uh, it has to be said. This game was just a joke for the Devils, and you just knew within the first minute or two, you just knew they weren't going to win. Well, I shouldn't say the first minute or two, but maybe the first uh, few minutes in which the uh, Canadians were able to score back-to-back goals. You just knew it was going to be one of those nights for the Devils because every answer uh, the Devils had, the Canadians had two or three answers. And to start off this episode, to start off this segment, I guess let's start with the goaltending. So let's talk about Andrew Hammond once again. 
I don't even know what to think anymore with our goaltending situation. At first, I was excited to get Andrew Hammond because I thought we got another diamond in the rough type of player because we all know what he was able to do for the Senators. I just thought, okay, you know what? He's injured, but once he comes back and once he's ready to go, he might be a solid option for the Devils behind uh, Nico Dawes. And this gives Nico Dawes an opportunity to get a much-needed break. Andrew Hammond has been none of that. He is a complete far cry from what he once was. And like I said, I, w I didn't have the highest expectations for Hammond, but I had some decent expectations just because, you know, nicknamed the Hamburglar, was able to uh, be the first goalie in NHL history to earn 21 wins in his first 27 games, first goaltender in Senators history to win his first five starts of his career, one of two goalies in NHL history to allow two goals or fewer in their first uh, 12 starts. And, you know, remember, he, he was able to earn minor NHL accolades because he was NHL first star of the week back in 2015. And then uh, back in March 2015, he was the NHL first star of the month. So, like, I, I get it. I'm going based off of past glories on Andrew Hammond. But I was just like, you know what? If he was able to have that decent of a track record while playing for the Senators, the Devils might have find, found a diamond in the rough. But unfortunately, he's been none of that. This game against the Montreal Canadiens was a complete and utter train wreck. It just seemed like the Canadians took whatever they wanted to take from Andrew Hammond. It was like the Canadians were the bullies and uh, the, the Devils were like the nerds with lunch money and there was nothing they could do. Like, you know, they just came full steam ahead and they took whatever they wanted to take from Andrew Hammond and they made the Montreal Canadiens look like a re very respectable team. And despite the Canadians going to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, I, it, I, we all know in the hockey world that the Canadians have completely fallen off this season. What is the overall point I'm trying to make? Well, the Canadians are not exactly good. The Devils made them look good. And despite the Devils being able to score four goals, it, it was just a it was just a lost cause at this point. So let's talk more about Andrew Hammond and some of the goals he let up because it was absolutely just, like I said, I'm running out of adjectives to describe it, but it was hard to watch. And there's no other way to describe it because uh, when, when looking at the replay, it just looked like that the Canadians, they got off decent shots, but there was like nothing spectacular. Yes, they had a couple breaks, breakaways, and in that case, I will blame the lackadaisical effort from the defensive side of things for the Devils. But overall, you know, you see them just take a rip from the point. You just see them take like a decent shot and somehow, some way, it's able to find the back of the net. Now, I guess it's a little more forgiving because on two of those goals, uh, P.K. Subban and Nico Heizer, they did get their sticks in the way, and that probably resulted in the redirect and finding the back of the net. But at the same time, they weren't exactly hit all that hard. The point is, Hammond should have made a decent amount of those stops, but he didn't. And it just got more and more frustrated because it just seemed like every good opportunity the Montreal Canadiens had, you were just on the edge of your seat and you were just like, is this going to be another goal led up by Hammond, whatever the case might be? And I have no faith in any of the goalies for the Devils at this point in the year. Even Nico Dawes, because Nico Dawes can sometimes show inconsistency himself. And speaking of which, Nico Dawes had to come into the game and try to rescue uh, Hammond. So I feel so bad for Dawes because it just seems like he can never get a full-fledged rest. And when he does, it's like it's only for a game that he has to go right back out there. Keep in mind, guys, we've been overworking him so much this year, and I feel so bad for him once again, but we have no other choice because Obviously, we don't want to go back to John Gillies. We don't want to go back to Akira Schmidt. And uh, right now, it just seems like Hammond is just not living up to what I expected from him, which was just moderate expectations. Just come in, be solid, and just try to give us a win or two. But 
Ultimately, this experiment with Hammond has already failed, and he's only played two games so far for the Devils. And quite honestly, I really don't want to see him for the rest of the year, but I know we're going to have to. But uh, going back to Nico Dawes, he had to come into the game, try to do his best to try to uh, prevent the Canadians from scoring once again. But Nico Dawes also let up a goal, which was the dagger goal. Yes, the dagger goal when there was like, what, like seven minutes remaining in the game? So um, it's the same situation I've been talking about Nico Dawes and how he lets up goals because... Uh, you know, I've talked about poor rebound control, and then I also talk about Dawes not being in the right position at the right possible time. Well, uh, to, to reiterate on that a little bit, I say that, you know, it seems like he puts his body in the right position, but he doesn't know where to put his hands. So it, it was another case of that because the Montreal Canadiens, they let off a shot, and then uh, Dawes seems like he's seen the puck. It seems like he's in the right position, but uh, it, the puck was able to just either go under his armpit or just... Uh, grazed the skin of his jersey, whatever the case might be. I, I looked at the replay multiple times, but uh, there was never a good angle on, on the puck to see like where uh, it, it was able to just find uh, the back of the net. But ultimately, it's a, it's another situation for Nico Dawes where it just seems like he's in the right position and he sees the puck, but he just doesn't know what to do with his hands. He doesn't know what to do as his blocker, and it, it resulted in the dagger goal went like a what like what I said with seven minutes remaining in the game. So. Ultimately, guys, goaltending was the huge issue for the Devils and, uh, and, you know, also inconsistent defense and just no firepower whatsoever. And it's the same thing I said in yesterday's episode. I said this is going to be a long drag race to the finish. And I wasn't anticipating the Devils to win against the Montreal Canadiens per se because I did go back to the example in which we did play the Canadiens like a week or two ago and it went into a 3-2 shootout. Sharon Govich was able to end the, the game. But at the end of the day, it was just like, um, you know, going back to that and when we had Jack Hughes, I, I think this game is going to go the other way. I think the Canadians are going to sneak a game away from the Devils and come out victorious. But, yeah, boy, I didn't think it would be this bad. 7-4. to four. Jeez. I, uh, it, it was just so hard to watch. And ultimately, the Devils, yes, they've given up on this season. It just seems like they're just limping to the finish line. And I don't know what else they're going to do. There's not too many positive aspects from this game. I'm not trying to be negative or anything. But ultimately, guys, I think we could all attest this is – probably one of the worst losses this season for the Devils just based on their overall effort. These last few games in general have been one of the worst games for the Devils uh, this season because that Boston Bruins game when they dropped eight, uh, the game 8-1 to one, or uh, that Florida Panthers game when we were up 6-2. Yes, we didn't uh, like, you know, lose the two points. We were able to get a point at the end of the day, but we, we had a chance to to get two points and the Panthers had a chance to get none of them. And we let the Panthers answer on back in period number three. And the, the Devils came out on the losing end, seven to six in OT. That, that's unacceptable. That was a tough pill to swallow as well. And now here we are. We're letting the Canadians walk all over us at the Rock, nonetheless. And they score seven goals on us. And they made period number three their period, which, by the way, I need to talk about period number three momentarily. But before we do, it is time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sport betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. 
Uh, I don't really follow golf, so go Tiger Woods. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And now the second live read comes from our friends at RockAuto.com, OG sponsor to the network. So with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain all-parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why they're often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using RockAuto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It makes no sense. RockAuto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. RockAuto's prices are reliably low for every consumer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, I need to talk about period number three real quick because it seems like period number three is the Devils' new worst period because for so long I was saying that the second period was the Devils' Achilles heel, but the tables have turned. Now it's period number three. Uh, based on what I've been seeing. But overall, let's talk about how period number three started. So I believe this uh, all happened at around the 1850 mark to begin uh, the final period of regulation. So the Canadians were able to score, and then 15 seconds later, they score again. And then about 30 seconds later, Ty Smith was able to get a goal, and the game is 6-3. So when looking at that sequence, that cannot happen. I don't care if you're a fan of the Canadians. I don't care if you're a fan of the Devils. I don't care if the roles were reversed. I don't care if a team uh, is able to get all three goals. You know, if the Devils were able to do it, I wouldn't be complaining. But overall, guys, three goals in a minute span, that is not how you play the sport of hockey. That should not happen. Three goals in a minute span. That is unacceptable. And the fact that the Devils allowed, like, two goals within a 15-second frame, that, that's just pathetic. Look, I get that happens, you know, at times in the NHL, but it doesn't make it right. That should not happen. That was just a pathetic overall sequence. I, I, I did not like that the Canadians scored twice, and I, I get the Devils were able to get a goal in that span as well. But you, you cannot sit there and tell me that that's how you play the game of hockey. You can't sit there and tell me you enjoy that brand of hockey unless, you know, your team is able to do it. You know, I get it. So it's a little more forgiving on the Canadian side of things because they won the game and obviously that worked into their favor and that's exciting to see. But three goals in a minute span, that's just, look, this game was a barn burner. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But that is just pathetic. So... I, I, th there's my rant for right now. Just had to say it. And after period number two, the Devils were actually within striking distance because, like I said, at the end of period number two, the Devils were within striking distance. They were only down by two goals. And what's something that I say religiously on this show? I say that the two-goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey. And uh, going into the final period of regulation, the Devils gave themselves an opportunity to possibly tie the game and just, you know, make it a better battle. But Ultimately, you know, it didn't happen. And like I said, the Canadians were able to get the dagger goal when there was literally seven minutes remaining in the game. And I get that's not technically a dagger goal by the books, but given how the Devils have been playing, they just gave up on themselves. They didn't believe in themselves. And that's uh, all she wrote for that game. So we might have some good news, however. So uh, New Jersey Devils audio post game show. So Chico, 
And remember, he is a Devils radio analysis. Uh, he said that Mackenzie Blackwood is traveling with the team on the road trip and hoping to play a game. He said his heel is feeling way better and he can explode uh, on his pushes. Okay, here's the thing about Mackenzie Blackwood and his heel situation. Have the Devils learned anything? Seriously. Uh, that's my question to you. So, uh, look, I, I'm not trying to yell at Chico or anything because uh, he's just he's just a messenger. But at the end of the day, have the Devils learned anything? Seriously. You're, you're going to try to get Mackenzie Blackwood out there once again. Do you have any idea how you got into this position in the first place? Have you learned from your mistakes? What's the point of putting Mackenzie Blackwood out there once again? What if he gets hurt once again? And then, uh, you know, we have to start the season in the same position that we're in right now, where we don't have a starter-capable goalie, and we've got to rely on Nico Dawes once again, or maybe Jonathan Bernier if he decides to return to the organization. So, I get that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood is our starting goalie, and I would love to have him back. But at the same time, there's really no point in bringing him back, guys. There's really no point. We're tanking right now. We don't have Jack Hughes. Lindy Ruff has lost the locker room. Why put Mackenzie Blackwood out there? Why? There's really, really, really no point in doing so. I don't get it. I might be alone in all this. I get that uh, the goaltending has been frustrating. In fact, I was rambling on about it in the first segment of this show. But is there really any point in putting Mackenzie Blackwood out there? I don't think so. I really don't. Because this is how we got ourselves into this position in the first place. This is where the season started to go downhill. And luckily, we were able to re resurrect it momentarily. But remember, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, when we played against the Arizona Coyotes, that was his final game uh, of the year up to this date. And if he does return, that's a miracle because I said I would be genuinely surprised if Mackenzie Blackwood returned because a lot of Devils uh, reporters were saying that uh, Mackenzie Blackwood might be shut down for the rest of the year. So, look, I get it. This this might be good for uh, the Devils to finally get their starting goalie back. But at the same time, I just feel as though there's really, really, really no point in doing so. And I feel like they're just uh, taking a bigger risk in putting Mackenzie Blackwood out there. Because I would love to have him back, and I would love to maybe sneak away a win. But my only thing is, okay, he's traveling on the road trip, so let's think about this. So we have to do another West Coast trip. So we got the Coyotes, we got the, the Stars, we got the Avalanche, we got the Kraken, we got the Golden Knights, Sabres, Hurricanes, blah, 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 blah. Okay, if, if I had to choose a game to put Mackenzie Blackwood out there, you have to put him out there against the Coyotes once again or to see Al Kraken. I, that, those are really the only two teams that I'll take because, you know, they're in similar boats as us. Like, this season has been a complete dumpster fire for them. They're not uh, on the on the rise right now. They're not a team that, you know, could possibly sneak away a win if we were fully healthy. But at the same time, if you're going to put Mackenzie Blackwood out there, make sure it's not against a good team so you're not putting too much pressure on them. It has to be against a team that it, that sucks right now in the similar boat as us. If you can't do that, no bueno. Do not put Mackenzie Blackwood back out there because I do not want a deja vu as to what happened a couple months ago. I really don't. All right, so that, that's my little ramble. So once again, Mackenzie Blackwood is traveling with the team. He can explode on his pushes, and he's um, uh, back to doing hockey activities, and he says his heel is feeling much better. But like I said, there might be trouble in paradise with Mackenzie Blackwood in the front office, and that's something that we're going to have to highlight during the course of the offseason once we get to that point.
Okay, so like I do for most negative-based episodes, I want to end on somewhat of a positive note. So yesterday, Fabian Zetterlin and AJ Greer were brought back up to the Devils organization. So uh, this season, Zetterlin has appeared in 58 games for the Utica Comets. He scored 28 goals. He had 28 assists for a grand total of 52 points. And then on the other side of things for AJ Greer, who scored in our game against the Montreal Canadiens, uh, he has appeared in 50 games. He had 22 goals, 28 assists for a grand total of 50 points. And he has spent a good amount of time in the sin bin with 73 uh, penalty minutes. So, uh, But it, it's worth mentioning that Greer has a plus minus of plus 13. So you know he's very effective on the ice. And then for Zetterlin, he has a plus minus of plus 5. And he's also known for his interesting celebrations. Like very cool celebrations nonetheless. And uh, like I said uh, a few months ago when Zetterlin first uh, appeared in our organization... Uh, at the beginning of the year, I said that he's a big body uh, for our forwards and uh, that could be a breath of fresh air because usually we're known for our big, uh, burly defensemen. But, you know, adding Zetterlin to the mix, who weighs like 220 pounds, that's actually uh, a breath of fresh air on the forward side of things. So I'm looking forward to see what Zetterlin and Greer could possibly do for the Devils next year if they do make the roster. But overall, both of them had very good seasons with the Utica comments and uh, the, overall, they're both very good, effective players. And like I said, Greer was able to get a goal in this game. So, uh, okay. So, like I said, that was sort of a positive topic. Kind of shine some light on a negative subject. But now I got to compare the stats. So, uh, shots on goal differential, 37-26 to 26 in favor of the Devils. Despite uh, shooting the puck more, they still lost the game by a comfortable amount. Then face-off percentage, 57%. To 43% in favor of the Canadians. Power play. The Canadians had no power play opportunities, which is pretty surprising considering the fact that they scored um, that they scored seven goals. And then uh, the Devils are 0 for 2 in their power plays. Uh, hits 21 to 17 in favor of the Canadians. Blocks 14 to 9 in favor of the Canadians. Giveaways 12 to 10 in favor of the Canadians. So let me give the Devils their overall letter grade for uh, this game. I'm going to give them a D plus. Now, you're probably wondering, why are you giving them a D plus? They lost 7-4 to four against one of the worst teams in the NHL. But quite honestly, guys, what do you expect from the Devils at this point? Do, do you expect anything better? Like, seriously, like, I, I expected them to put up a better effort, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I... I, I, I have very little expectations moving forward, and I'm just waiting to close out the season, limp over the finish line, and just be done with this year because this year has been wildly inconsistent. Uh, so many disappointing aspects to the Devil season. Uh, we'll talk about Dougie Hamilton and his overall lengthy contract uh, when that time comes during the course of the offseason. We'll talk about Mackenzie Blackwood and his situation. We'll talk about uh, how I think J Jack Hughes can possibly win a Hart Memorial Trophy or maybe an Art Ross Trophy at some point during his career. There, there's so much to talk about, and there's so much positive aspects to talk about the Devils. But for right now, it's just a going to be a grind. It's going to be a hassle, and it's going to be a workload to cross the finish line right now, especially since we don't have consistent goaltending and we're missing our best players. So D-plus for the Devils in this overall effort against Montreal Canadiens. But let me know what you guys think. What did you think about the Devils in this game against Montreal Canadiens? What are your expectations moving forward? I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. What should the Devils do to try to improve? But uh, the main question I want you guys to answer is, what are your thoughts on Mackenzie Blackwood possibly returning for a game before the season ends? 
comments because I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts. As for today's episode, guys, that's all the time I have for you. So hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMad4. Or if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit up the show's Twitter page at LockedOnDevils. And uh, also leave a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. Giveaway will be announced in a couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. And thanks for listening once again.